Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome, welcome everyone. Yes. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. How's it, how's it going? Oh, well, back in Toronto, so very excited. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just full on summer right now, like full on. Mm. Everything is great. Yeah. I think we're heading into a heat wave. <gasps> oh, shit. Really? Yeah. Oof. Like not I'm loving every minute of it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. What is a heat wave in Jersey? Like what, what oh, temperatures probably are we about talking? Like in the, in the 30s, I would say. Oh, wow. Wow. So, but that's hot for us, right? Like, yeah. we're about 20, 22. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's, it is nice to see some summer, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a big um, boat show festival thing on at the weekend. So it was lovely that they had really nice weather mm. um, because it means more people are going to turn out. So, mm. and when you go to so much effort to put these things on, it's always nice if you get the visitors. So, um, so yeah, it's all good. Nice. Okay. Oh, good. Yes. And who, which legend are you going to go and see this, uh, this week? Tell everybody. Well, on Friday, I'm going to go and see Elton John. Woo! Oh my God. Assuming he makes it that far. <laughs> As my daughter said to me, I'm not going to lie, mom, I thought he was dead. <laughs> I said, well, it is his farewell to us, so we never know. <laughs> I have got a really bad track record with um, gigs being cancelled. Oh. When I've travelled to the UK to go and see them and they've literally been cancelled kind of the day oh. before. So let's keep fingers and toes crossed that this is not the third occasion that this is going to happen oh, to me. Oh God, please, no. Yeah. Elton. So Elton, up. Mm-hmm. if you're listening, yeah. Oh my <laughs> not gosh. that this podcast will is. go out before then, but That's if you're true. listening through osmosis and yes. you can hear me, uh-huh. please turn up on Friday. Just I'll be eternally grateful. Turn up. Thank you. Turn up. Do the, yeah. do the needful. <gasps> I remember, oh. so one of the singers I cancelled was Adele and I remember oh. being raging in the hotel on the morning that we found out we were supposed to be going that night that it was cancelled and uh, I was raging and it was all because she had a bit of a sore throat Mm. now I'm sure it was more than that but in my mind it was like you're a singer just (laughs) get on that stage I don't give two shits if you're mine (laughs) I've paid to see you Oh my god! Isn't that funny too? Yeah, I think yeah. Justin Bieber was supposed to play Toronto, and he tweeted out, "Sorry guys, can't do it. I'm sick or whatnot." Um, and everyone was like, "What, Justin? You're an asshole!" And then it was like he's got this like um, man, this facial paralysis, this like viral oh, facial I saw paralysis. That. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, that did look bad. Yeah, and poor guy, he actually felt the need to like Instagram it so that his yeah, like fans yeah, justify. Isn't it horrible to think that there's certain professions where yeah. people are like, you know? get a break actually funny enough same as physicians like yeah you know physicians could be like on the edge of death and their patients are like hey wait a minute squeeze me in yeah (laughs) what do you what you're abandoning me yeah it's crazy how sometimes we're so human but yet we sometimes forget our humanity yes just saying but i traveled all that way anna (laughs) (laughs) it's true it's true pay for a hotel and everything it's so true it's so just saying never got that money back (laughs) i know i know but adele's a real person yeah she is a real person and she did not sing for me but never oh, mind oh jeez yeah. <laughs> no I get it I get it we are all human and, and you're right you know it must be really hard in that profession because mm-hmm. you can't have any sick days if you're it's not oh. like you wake up and just go mm, a bit tired today 
Yeah. If you, you know, unless it's really drastic, then you've kind of got to, the show must go on as the same. Oh gosh. Isn't that, that funny? Pressure, isn't there? Yeah. It's funny because there's a fair amount of people who have like personal health days, personal mental mm. health days, and they can just yeah. decide, wake up in the morning, roll out of bed and be like, nah, this doesn't yeah, feel like today. a day I'm going to, not today. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, yeah. It, not every profession uh, enjoys the same. No. Unfortunately. Yeah. It does not. Well, let's yeah. just pray that Elton's in top form and shows up on Friday. Fine spirits. Yes, indeed. <laughs> awesome. And if not, I'll still have a nice week away or a few days away, should I say Oh, gracious. I'm going to assume that Elden John is going to be feeling terrific. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So before you head off to Liverpool, uh, tell us about the Relationship Desk of Love and what's kicking off over there. Would you like to know how to have a healthy relationship with dating apps? Oh, yeah, totally. Very <laughs> applicable to my life. Go on. Tell us everything. <laughs> All right. So... Uh, the title is Wellbeing, How to Forge and Maintain a Healthy Relationship with Dating Apps. Hmm. So there's a few tips. So it, it starts off with a bit of preamble about how, you know, um, it can be really daunting to go online. We can get really caught up in this kind of, you know, monkey mind territory where the kind of, you know, we've got all kinds of untruths running around in our head and we um, hmm. and it starts to to escalate. So it talks about how can we really kind of boost self-confidence and um, self-esteem and have some sort of like healthy limit on on where we're at when, when it comes to dating apps. Mm-hmm. So a few top tips for you. Remember, you are not your profile. Oh, I was a bit confused by this. Me until I read too. Further. Yeah. So what it says is it goes on to say that you, your profile, is just kind of some key facts and some pictures. It's not the sum total of who you are. Mm -hmm. So obviously you're going to put on there kind of what you want other people to know about you. But there's so much more. So there's there's more depth to you. There's more breadth to you as a person. And it's not just those kind of few lines that people read. Mm. So just remember that I am more than that. I see. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Allocate a time limit each day. This one makes perfect sense. Oh it? yes, totally. Because I mean, you just get, like any Rabbit sort of hole. app or social media or anything where we're we're just swiping, scrolling. I don't know, listening, watching. You just—it's easy to just let time run away. So I think it is mm-hmm. really important to have kind of a dedicated time that says, "Look, I'm you know I'm going to look at it when I come in from work, and I'm kind of having a cup of tea, and then after that I'm going to put it down. I'm mm-hmm. not going to spend all night obsessing about um you know who's I don't even know how dating apps work, to be fair. <laughs> I'm not qualified for this uh, for this relationship news. But, you know, we're not going to kind of be obsessed about who's liking yeah. us or whatever else you do on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the next one is be kind to yourself. So it says dating is meant to be fun, but it can also get a little bit stressful at times. So it's important to ensure that you're taking care of yourself and that you're practicing self-care to boost your mood and support a healthy relationship. Mm. I think that's a fundamental for all relationships. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Whether seeking or in one. Yep. Acknowledge your feelings. When faced with uncomfortable feelings such as rejection, sadness and embarrassment, it's often too easy to push them aside rather than deal with them in the moment. But this can contribute to more problems in the long run. Therefore, it's really important that we address the feelings that are coming up. Rejection is a normal part of dating and it's and it just means that um, that person is not for you. So remember that it's okay to feel okay in that situation, that it hasn't blossomed and worked out for you, but then you can move on to the next mm. thing. Uh-huh. Okay, Some okay. Yeah. yeah. 
switch off and tune out. Oh, gosh, switching so guess, off. <gasps> yeah. So this good. goes, it's linked to that other one, isn't it? About kind of time limit. I think it's about then actually it's switching off the app, but also putting it out of your mind as well. Oh, yes. So you're not ruminating on some of the things that have happened or, you know, comments that have been made or not made um, or lack of response. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was it. That was the end of the list. Ah, okay. Um, so yeah, some good advice there. I think, yeah, just as remember to remove yourself from any negative conversation, just a little kind of snapshot at the end and and really make sure that you're doing mood boosting activities, um, like catching up with friends or reading a book or watching a movie, the things that are going to make you happy in between time. So you're not kind of totally sucked into that dating app becomes your life. Oh, Totally gosh it's so boundaries right like everything yeah. oh yeah Look put boundaries, boundaries on this yeah. Sarah always loves a, a little touch of boundaries do you know Never what heard. I was on um, a training course on Sunday mm-hmm. um for some volunteer work that I'm going to do and uh the second half of the day was all about boundaries oh my gosh I was like woohoo level the boundary you're like <laughs> I can talk boundaries awesome yeah. oh beautiful yeah so like everything there's dating seems like it should be fun but too much of a good thing is as onerous as too much of a an uncomfortable thing and it just yeah put time I think we say that dating should be fun but I don't know that anybody really kind of goes into it with that mindset it's interesting I was having a conversation with a friend on Friday hadn't seen her for yonks Mm -hmm. and uh, we caught up had a couple of drinks and she was telling me kind of how she'd decided to venture back into dating and I said to her, oh, well, actually, since we last kind of spoke, I've, I've you know, qualified as a coach and I've specialised mm-hmm. in relationship coaching. So we started to have a bit of, a, so I was like, full disclosure, um, not that I'm here to coach you, however, um, you know, just want to kind of say. And um, so, yeah, we just like had a good discussion about um, kind of how she was feeling about things. And, and generally we go into this premise of kind of, oh, what? what should I be wearing how should I act like who should I be and and as we've said a lot on this program it's on this program are we on a program we're on definitely on a program <laughs> <laughs> I'm now venturing into tv um, of course <laughs> dream big everyone today yeah, yeah you got one it day. um one day me and you will be like the Ellen show oh sure um, yes <laughs> except we'll be nice to our employees <laughs> sorry <Absolutely>. Ellie. <laughs> um so yeah so we kind of we forget about what we're going into and to just have fun and just be ourselves so yeah enjoy it and that's I don't so true that many people do use it as a time to explore and be curious find out more yeah. about yourself and other people oh that's great and also like make the journey important not the outcome focus on the journey not the outcome totally I think that's the biggest key in the dating app world is just yeah 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 we're not very good at that though are we oh we're terrible at it (laughs) yeah because there's a feeling that being single is a hole that needs to be filled over yes yeah 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 Mm -hmm. yeah yeah fixed we need to be Mm -hmm. fixed Yep, we need cool. to get to the destination. I was actually looking for research purposes as some of the, like, what in Toronto, are there executive dating services open in Toronto? Mm. Um, and for the pretty penny of $25,000, you can hire a coach who will guarantee you, th- hiring a coach who has like a net, like a matchmaker, $25,000. Yes, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's option A. <laughs> People would pay it though, right? Like Because they want the outcome. Yeah, of course they do. So, but the thing is, is if you approach it as the journey is important, yeah. 
then the outcome isn't something you feel you have to pay $25,000 for. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Oof. Yeah. Good times. All right. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's today's today's news. I love it. Sarah, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Anytime. Oh. All right. Would you care for a hot topic? Yes, indeed. today's hot topic having a difficult conversation in your relationship oh well then well then (laughs) your one option is just not have difficult conversations and stuff your discontent and concerns and not talk about them till they blow up at year three that's one option or that is an option yeah yeah or so when do you think difficult conversations should in a healthy fashion, start to pop up in a relationship? How many weeks or months do you think? Oh, I don't know about weeks or months, but I guess it's when that kind of honeymoon period starts to wane a little bit. And that can be different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's when things start to crop in that you notice our differences or maybe things that you were tolerating before that you no longer are or things that you thought to be true that aren't true, like that mm-hmm. old chestnut. Um, that realization that the the lens I was viewing the world through actually isn't the lens of, of kind of reality and what's happening. So there's I've built a lot of assumptions up in there. So I think we start to see some of those things. I think when it when things get a little bit more serious and we realize that maybe we're not on the same page and we thought we were, mm-hmm. or some kind of specific life events come up and ah. Mm-hmm. We realize, oh, hang on a minute, we've got totally different views about this. Mm-hmm. Or maybe a specific um, need for support has arisen and actually your partner hasn't stepped up to the mark mm. as you would have expected them to. You know, we can have maybe kind of like health scares. There's all kinds of things that come that are beyond, you know, it's it's as the relationship starts to move beyond that kind of, honeymoon dating we're just all all the relationship is about is about kind of you know where do we next go for dinner or have a picnic or what movie are we going to see at the cinema how are we going to spend our our chosen time together when it starts to move beyond that to some of the more real life events we can often get some of these difficulties that arise in terms of then having to have a conversation about it Uh and then as we know from there on in there are always going to be times that you're going to have to have a difficult conversation. Yeah, and uh, there are people who carry around this statement or this claim like a badge of honor. We never fight. Yeah. That's terrible. But that's because you've got artificial harmony in your relationship. Yeah. Somebody isn't talking. Yeah. 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 This is like the mafia and that they're... (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, it, it... You know, the thing is, healthy disagreement is the only healthy way because you're two fundamentally different people. People are by nature going to have different assumptions and views. And unless you have been explicit in terms of what you need and what your boundaries are, you will have little boundary violations left, right, and center. That is a normal part of getting to know you. Boundaries, values being crossed, just assumptions. Yeah. Just like you said. Yeah. Like that's just how life is. Yeah. I I remember not even that long ago thinking, having a conversation with my partner and I was like, hang on a minute, this is completely, this turns like everything on its head. 
Yeah. And we've been together for six years, right? And mm. this was, I don't know, probably a few weeks ago. <laughs> I was like, I don't even yeah. know the person that I'm with right now. Like what you're saying to me is is so far removed from anywhere that I thought you would be saying this this changes things for me. Yeah. And I was like in real kind of shock. I mean we got yeah. we, we did have a conversation about it and kind of there and then and and resolved it and it maybe wasn't as um intense as it first kind of may have seemed. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's some of the things when when we come to having a difficult conversation, I think one of the first things is really understanding our own position mm-hmm. and what's true and what's not true. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard, right? Because who's yeah. to say what's true? Ah, okay. So run us through something like what is one of the earliest conflicts or difficult, like if you're like, okay, I'm going to get into it. We're going to get into this. We're not going to, you know, pull the wool over your eyes or sweep it under the carpet. We're going to actually have a difficult conversation. What's a pretty typical subject on which you might be raising this? Oh, I don't know, typical subjects. There's loads of subjects, isn't there? But um, let's pick one just at random, which mm-hmm. is um, I want to, it's quite early on in the relationship. I want to vacation with my family and I expect you to come too. That's ah. the way it's always been. We we always family, you know, always vacation together and partners and husbands and whatever always come along too. Awesome. Okay. So the other person might not want to do that that's not their thing that's never that's not part of their family makeup so we get these kind of history clashes as well where Ah. it's kind of like that's super important to you because that's just part of your family tradition whereas my family tradition is not that whatsoever at all we spend as little time together as possible could be a kind of an opposite extreme to kind of you know think of those two different scenarios Okay, cool. Okay, so imagine if you're, can I put you on the on the spot if I Let's do it. set it up? Okay. Slightly panicking on the inside. Okay, <laughs> right on. I think you've got what it takes. All right, so say that you are expecting to go on a holiday in, all, in August with yes. a family your partner's going to come with. And I'm, with, I'm your partner. I'm like, what? No, I don't have time off in August. I'm going to be working through. I don't think, I didn't think that we were going to go. Well, of course we're going to go. That's what we always do. Oh, well... That isn't what I expected. So I thought you would run this by me first. I didn't think there's anything to run by you. That's just, that's how, the, that's how our family vacations are. And you're, we're a couple now, so you're expected, we're expected to go together. Oh, okay. Well, okay. All right. So it seems that there's a disagreement. We have made different assumptions about this. So let's, let me sort of slow things down and ask for more clarification because in in my family like we don't I tried to get away with you know as far I live on the other coast from my family I tried to get out the far the farthest reaches away from them so for me it's not important to take family vacations I'm also kind of scared to vacation with my family or with your family like where would we stay what if we fought what if it didn't work out and we broke up because we had a crappy holiday I'm really scared I, I just think you're blowing it all out proportion this is ridiculous. It's a family holiday. We always have fun. There's, we always have a great time. And I can't understand why you wouldn't want to be part of that. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I really honor the fact that your family is so close. It's actually the thing that I didn't have. And I think it's part of why I actually value you is I, I think it's a good influence in my life to, to help me to be, get closer to family. But 
let's just say I do have some concerns because as, as comfortable as you are with your own family, I'm, these aren't people who I feel as comfortable to be around. And so I wonder if I can kind of explore with you some of the points where I might feel, um, less comfortable, where I might need more of your support to feel comfortable. Let's just say that we, if we were to go on a holiday like this, for example, like staying together, what was your assumption about where we would stay? We would stay together. We're a couple. Oh, stay together like in a hotel or at their place? Like wherever we're holidaying. So yeah, like if we're all staying at the same hotel, stay at the same hotel. Ah, Okay, different rooms, same rooms, same floor. Well, we'd be in the same room. <laughs> okay, I like that part. All right, okay. What was your idea about, uh, would you would you be open to be flexible? Like, I really want to make this work because it's, um, it's important for you. And I think it would be a stretch goal for me, right, to have a holiday with family. I think it's something that I have always run away from. So I'd like to actually get a little bit, flex my muscles a bit and learn how to have a healthy holiday engagement with family. I'd like to do that with your family because so far they seem pretty cool. But would you be open to hearing some of the things that matter to me in terms of just healthy boundaries and space? Would you be open yes. to that? Yes, of course I would. Okay. All right. Oh, that sounds awesome. Sarah, thank you. What would it be like? So I like the fact that you and I are sharing the same room together. Love that. Um, I I love the fact because um, I think what my fear was that you would um, sort of propose that we get like a suite where like everybody stays in the same, uh, shared apartment, which would be overwhelming for me. So I love the fact that you thought about you and me having a hotel room, which means that we can actually retreat at the end of the day and have kind of our own quiet time at the end of the day. Yeah, that would be great. Awesome. Okay. If I told you that I needed some space every, you know, maybe to read a book by myself, maybe you're going off with your mom and dad and having a great time, but would you be open to me sort of taking some moments to regroup and to recharge reading a book or perhaps going on a walk by myself? We don't have to be together 24 seven. Ah, okay. (laughs) All right. Okay. All right. So would you be open then to, um, letting me know like what parts of the itinerary are super important, like a total must have for me to be along. And then maybe parts where I can kind of have my own, um, moments to take a breather by myself. Does that sound okay? Yeah. That sounds like a great suggestion. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. I feel like we've made an inroad on a difficult conversation together, which feels like a first. Yeah. I'm feeling a little bit relieved. How are you feeling? I feel like we should go and have a drink and celebrate the holiday. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Oh my gosh, that got me flexing. Yeah. Cool. So let's do a bit of a summary, I guess, at kind of what was happening there during that conversation for the listeners. Yeah. So they can think about some of the key points to take away. Yeah. Yeah. What were your takeaways? What, what's your impression of the the energy? Did you see shifts in energy? How we started off? Where it's, Where it kind of shifted for you? Yeah, so I think the, one of the key things is that clearly I was I was quite defensive about my family holiday, mm. and we were going on that holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't during the conversation when it becomes apparent that actually it's not about the holiday; it's about the fact that this is just something really different, mm. and there are some things to take into consideration as part of that. I think understanding that it's not a no; it's a I just want to explore things a bit further. 
because I think sometimes when we're having a difficult conversation we can almost go into mm. battle yeah. and it's like my way or the highway I'm not open I'm closed off and I'm not prepared to listen so the point where there was a shift is around actually I want to listen to what you've got to say mm. I'm not just going in to, to do battle and um and put forward my case and that's it I'm not prepared to listen to anything else uh-huh. so you'll get kind of a shift when you see things like that where there's a willingness to come to the table to discuss something rather than a I'm team A and you're team B and we are not going to agree on this yeah yeah awesome and and there's no major deal breakers that came up here like this is a no well the the no the no the deal breaker for you would be me not trying at all to fit yeah. in with the holiday plan. You know, just try, see yeah. what might be possible. And a deal breaker for me was I need at least some of my own personal time, just even a second or to have some sort of prioritization where I, I have a little bit of space. So the deal breakers were on the table and, but also our flexibility became apparent as well, just yeah. like you're saying. Yeah. 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 But I think some of the challenges that people have is even before we get to that stage, because taking the position that you took as the as the partner and how you address that conversation is difficult to reach that to reach Mm -hmm. that level, to be able to go in with some of that questioning, curiosity and openness to whatever's going to come back as a response Mm -hmm. is a difficult skill to master. Mm -hmm. Now. You're a qualified coach, right? <laughs> right, but trust me, I don't take that high ground in my relationship. <laughs> and this is the thing, right? It's easy yeah. for us to kind of role play some of this. Yeah. But what I would say is um, from personal experience is it takes it takes experience to to practice some of this because often it's fear of rejection. It's fear of not being heard. It's fear of the other person in some extremes packing their bags and leaving. Mm -hmm. So, and often a lot of those kind of fears and anxieties aren't, they're not, they're not real. They're kind of, you know, that monkey mind, the story that's going on that we're living kind of our life through and the lens that we're living our life through. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it does take a little bit of courage and vulnerability to just say things like, I'm not really sure about this holiday with your family. Like, I recognize it's something that's good for you. And and the key part there as well is the acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge this is your thing. However, for me, this is the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. So straight away, we're, we're not saying you're right and I'm wrong. We're just saying we're coming at this from two different points. Mm-hmm. And, and it takes courage sometimes to say that because we're terrified of the outcome as we talked about in the relationship news right we're terrified that the outcome isn't going to go our way so it's easier to stay quiet and say nothing um than it is to face up and fess up to how we're feeling totally oh yeah definitely say this from experience right you've sat in the corner and said nothing yes me too until i started saying everything yeah and it but it doesn't help in the long run this is the challenge we've got so we really have to sometimes you have to trust our partner to be kind and in return when we raise something and we can set that up by being really honest to say look I'm really worried about what your reaction is going to be to what I'm about to say Mm -hmm. um so straight away you're saying you're almost saying kind of you know I'd I'd really like you to be kind with this um you know I want I want your input but I want it in a I want it in a kind way I'm not in any position to be able to accept something that feels quite harsh mm-hmm. so if, right. we, if we're honest about that from the beginning then 
we'll get a much better response to something right. than when we don't share exactly where we're coming from because we're not giving enough information for us for somebody else to be able to respond to us in the way that we need. We're only giving them half the story. You've got it. Oh, you've got it. Oh, yes. Okay, so I think that's a starting point. And it's just mm. a little challenge to say the next thing that comes up instead of either stifling it and stuffing it yeah. or emotional outburst and my way the highway because both of yeah, those yeah. responses are out of fear. Um, yeah. Venture to see if you can engage. See what that feels like. Yeah. yeah. But start with like really small things that are less significant in your relationship. Yes. And practice on a few of those. Get those under your belt before you... It's a bit like karate, right? Before you move to black belt, let's yes. start and master some of the lower levels first. And yep. then soon we'll be a, you know, we'll be a master practitioner at having difficult conversations. Yeah. Yeah, first have a difficult, difficult conversation about the dishwasher before you move on to having <laughs> difficult conversations about whether you want to have kids or not. I love that it always comes back to the dishwasher. I always think about the dishwasher. <laughs> Me too. Yes. Uh, even though I don't have one. <laughs> I thought you were going to come up with like a, an example of, of loading the dishwasher. I know. It's the ubiquitous, uh, you know, battleground of our lives, of our domestic lives. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Out of the other side of a difficult conversation is um, is some unity and bonding that comes. Ah. Um, mm. And you saw that at the end mm. of our conversation whilst it wasn't kind of real. You do actually, see, you put yourself in that situation and you feel a bit of sense of relief. You're right. Um, and you do I kind love of think, that. Actually, you were like, let's have a drink. Yeah, we've achieved something here. Let's we've got, congratulate ourselves. We've got yeah. to know something better about each other. We've handled it in a way that's quite, um, you know, mature. And we've we've been able to look at each other's points of view. Yeah. Um, and that's something to celebrate. Yeah, you've got it. Oh, yeah. totally. All right, I feel jubilant now and I'm yes. ready for a difficult conversation. Yes, Watch out my it. other half, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Watch out. Well, if it means a glass of wine at the end, right? Oh, absolutely. Always can do that. <laughs> um, maybe I'm just bracing myself for our time away in case we need to have some difficult Ooh, conversations. right, right. <laughs> Elton John, such a catalyst of difficult conversations. I shall remember this moment. Oh, you've got it. <laughs> So, would you like to answer a listener's question? Yes, let's do it. (laughs) Today's question is quite a lengthy one, so listening ears, please. (laughs) Okay. I do some DJ work on the side as a hobby, and I've asked my wife to come along and support me. She could help me and take some pictures and some videos, but she's refused. She said she supports me doing it, but she really doesn't see why she has to come along and watch. Uh Aha. Interesting. I have so many curious curiosities, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. It's a dilemma, isn't it? It is. So what do you think is actually going on here? um, My first kind of question or curious part of it is... um, how long has he been doing this this hobby on the side? Like, I kind of get a sense that he's been doing it for a little while. Mm-hmm. And a bit like we've just said about difficult conversations, I think this has been been simmering in the background. Um, and as we said in difficult conversations, I think there's some interpretation here about what she doesn't think I should be doing it. She doesn't think I'm good enough. She doesn't... Mm-hmm. 
you know, so there's all that kind of playing out on one side. I think on the other side, maybe she just genuinely doesn't want to go to a club late at night. Like, she might be in a, want to get in her pajamas by 10 past nine, like I did the other night. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh-huh. Oh my God, I was so tired, I could not stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I've had those days for sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, so maybe just that kind of, you know, clubbing situation is just not her thing. I'm guessing he's in a club. I'm guessing DJ's yeah. in a club. Anyway, yeah. They're normally late, later night affairs, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they've got kids, right? And she doesn't want to get babysitter. I don't know. Yes, yes. But there are two different ends of the spectrum here. Right. But I think it's not so much about the DJing. Well, but there's something about the choice. So what would be... I would be, yeah, focusing on... I think that there have been signs or conversations that have been had that he's been missing. That he or mm. he's not been weighting them with the appropriate weight. Uh, there is probably some judgment about his choice of hobby. There's probably something that she resents in some way. It could be, mm. who knows? Again, I don't know the answers, but I'd be curious about. I'd be curious to to spark the curiosity in him to say, it could be anything. It could be that she might judge or have fears about the DJ culture, right? Like I mm. think that everybody who is at a club late at night listening to a rave or EDM show is on some sort of drugs, right? Mm. I'm scared about you getting into that scene. Uh, I'm scared about you having an affair. I'm scared about you finding younger, prettier, more exciting people. Um, am I going to just be putting the kids to bed all the time while you're out gallivanting around and I'm doing the hard mm. things? you know, this is immature, you're like midlife crisis, you know, all these things. I'm, I'm sort of thinking about what could be hiding behind her refusal. Mm. It's interesting though, because it does say she, she does support me. The thing is, you're saying you think there's more, I don't think, you don't think she does support. I don't think she does. Mm. And it's not to say that he shouldn't do this, but I think he's not been asking the right questions or she's been saying things like we often do, passive aggressive to some extent, is not being direct about what we actually feel. But there's stuff going on on her side that he's got to get curious about. Mm. Yeah. There's a definite attachment to their own positions without Mm. a real understanding of um, of both sides of the story. Well, and and hey, he's found something he loves and is passionate about Mm. and should be able to do that with respecting you know sort of the his role in the household and the function of things and making sure that they're on the same page in terms of what's getting done and duties and responsibilities Mm. but yeah that leads on though to something else when it comes to things like this so other scenarios whether it's sporting things Mm. or um i don't know volunteering or anything that kind of takes you or just personal hobbies these things that um, that take us away from our family life, there's a real challenge, isn't there, as a grown-up, to say, I'm one adult and you're another, and I'm, I'm not your parent, right? Yeah. I can't tell you what to totally. do. Totally. Um, and I think this often plays out in some of these scenarios, but we almost expect the other person to have the same judgment levels of, as we do when it comes to doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And we know that those levels are never going to be equal. Um, or very rarely going to be equal in terms of what we think is the right thing and when we leave the other person to just expect them to do the right thing chances are there's going to be we're going to be in for some sort of disappointment yes 
as a result oh, of that. Oh, yes, you've got it. So I think this really, um, in this situation, and, I, and I've seen it play out in multiple, you know, it's it's this situation with a different set of um, kind of variables around it, but it is about really understanding what is my role in this relationship if you are a family unit and you've got other dependents then what is my role in this family um and where you know where are the non-negotiables where are the you know kind of grayer areas um you know what is it that I need to do to step up to the mark and what is it I expect of my partner for us to live a life where we both feel happy and nobody feels disadvantaged right and and that I mean it comes up a lot uh, in situations where uh, there are two partners raising small children and yeah. one partner wants to play out go out and play golf with their buddies yeah and the other person is like uh, I'm breastfeeding a long here time. <laughs> yes 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 and huge disagreement ensues and it seems like there's like solid values on one side like I want to be able to enjoy time with my friends and the other is like mm. I feel utterly alone in this child rearing thing. I'm overwhelmed and I feel terribly alone. So, I mean, there's very decent justifiable values on both sides of this equation, but coming from it from a place where both people actually have, you know, a justifiable leg to stand on, you know, it can't just be one person's way or the highway. No, absolutely not. And, and I guess (laughs) spookily as ever, it's totally linked to the hot topic, right? It's about how do we understand how do we compromise how do we move together so that it isn't just one person who's um who's who's making the sacrifice you're right it requires mm. difficult conversations it does yeah and we've just demonstrated one we've for you. just demonstrated <laughs> so so tell me about how would a difficult conversation go if this person because we're coaching them right we're coaching the dj so that's where our locus of control is and our responsibility so what might you encourage your client to do going back to their partner? What what kind of curious question, how would, what kind of difficult conversation would you uh, encourage them to have? I think it's about being open-minded and curious to ask some questions that really delve beneath the reason that she doesn't want to be in that environment. Mm-hmm. So right. I think it's about saying, look, it's really, really clear to me that you don't want to come along and and I've kind of made some suggestions really clear to me that you don't want want any part of it. Mm-hmm. I really love you. Um, I you know, and I want part of my role in in our relationship is to understand you better. Mm-hmm. So help me to understand the the reasons behind this. Mm-hmm. Because I love you. I want your support, and yes. I f- I feel like this is a very important part of life, my life, and I'd love you to support me in some way. But even before that, even before the support bit, I think it's about just the understanding. Mm. So if we're going without uh, an attachment to the outcome of being supported in that way, mm-hmm. all we want to do is to understand. That's ah, the first yes. stage. Yeah. We just want to understand because actually there might be something where you go, oh my God, I can totally see why you wouldn't want to be in that environment. Um I, I get it. And actually, that's no longer important to me. You might change your thinking as a result of something that your partner shares with you. Yeah, it's so true. But if you're still attached to the support element of it, you're almost blocking off part of the conversation. And there, there'll be some yeah. things that you're actually discouraging from coming forward. Yes, because you're trying to sort of corral the conversation. You're trying into, to guide the conversation into yeah. the outcome you want. 
Oof. which we can't really do that all we can do is have a yeah. a chat about what's going on and then we kind of say all right what you know what can we do about it it's about collaboration collectiveness yeah and not one person having to fix the situation uh-huh. it's just saying look this is how we both feel this is this is where we're at like what do we want to do now and you might not decide there and then you might go away have a little think about it because we need time to percolate we need thoughts mm. like I don't know how many times you've had a conversation and wake up the next morning and suddenly, bing, crystal clear, uh-huh. you go, oh my God, I get what they meant now. Uh-huh, yeah. Because your brain has made sense of it. Like, your brain's a bit yeah. like a filing cabinet, isn't it? It takes all this information. It's, there's something like seven billion bits of information a mm-hmm. second or something stupid like that. I can't remember what the statistic is. <laughs> Incomprehensible, but it's a, yeah. It's a lot, right? And stuff that you mm-hmm. couldn't even imagine that your brain is processing and working on at any given time. Mm-hmm. So it starts to take bits in and it tries to organize it in filing cabinets because it thinks that that's the best thing. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. sometimes it gets filing cabinets wrong <laughs> yep. um, and starts throwing out other filing cabinet bits or, and, oh, or yeah. things kind of get muddled. And um, the truth is that when we go to sleep, everything that we have um, taken in during that day is being organized while we're asleep. Mm-hmm. And because of that, often we can wake up with these like really um, amazing realizations where things just suddenly make sense. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Making a sleep on it clause is often really helpful to prevent you yeah. from reacting as opposed to responding. And people always say, you know, you should never go to sleep on an argument. I'm not sure that I subscribe to that. Like, yeah. You know, I think that there should be that some of that time. Sometimes you need some processing. Maybe you yeah. should acknowledge that you're not going to solve it. So I kind of get that bit. Um, but I don't believe in this thing about staying up till three in the morning until we've resolved it. And oh, yeah. Because that's just too much for anybody to, especially if it's something really tough, then yeah. that is too much pressure for anybody. Well, and also, and that is my childhood is basically my father just keeping my mother up until all hours of the night until he could in his narcissistic way convince her of something, he would just wear her down. And that was the tone of their entire relationship. And you'll say anything when you sleep deprived, right? You're like, yes, I just want to go to bed. like an interrogation. Screw you, do what you want to do. I'm going to bed now. Totally. it doesn't, that's not a healthy resolution. Oh my God. Hell no. Totally bringing up trauma memories right as we speak. Sorry. Yeah, totally, totally. No, no, it's all good. Yeah, so oh. yeah, don't do that. <laughs> and don't his tone has totally changed. I'm like, oh, hell no, hell no. All right, shiny kittens, yeah. shiny kittens. Shiny Remember kittens. the summer. <laughs> totally, shiny kittens. Yeah, no, but I mean that, and that's true. Yeah, so you're right. You can you can go to bed, and, you know, and and the person who's tired can tap out first and be like, look, mm. I don't want to talk about this anymore tonight. Yeah. Let's yeah. agree to disagree or let's agree that we suspend let's, uh, resolution. Yeah, we're, we're just going to pause discussions. Yeah. Let's think about it, process it. Yeah. And we'll come back. Let's yeah. chat in the morning, see when we're fancy rescheduling it. And yes. But let's just take the time we need. This is important. Oh, that feels nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And always remember you're in it together. You yes. are on the same side. Yes. You are the same team. Yes. And remember that you love each other. Like often we're in these situations, we're arguing about the, you know, minutest thing. And the reality is if, if you got that call tomorrow to say that you've got some dreadful terminal diagnosis, you are not going to be arguing about some of this shit that oh we deal God. with on a regular basis. So Damn. really put things into perspective. Consider how important some of this stuff is. Oh, Yes. Just go on the vacation. Yeah. Do the DJ thing, even if it's just once. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you've got it. 
Oh, awesome. Okay. It's all right. We saved the day. I saved the day. I was going to say, and you're off to Liverpool and I'm thinking of like big, like, um, rivalries like Manchester, Liverpool. Is that like a big, you know? Yes. And it's, um, I think it's Everton and Liverpool. I don't know. I'm not really into football. I think there are two, um, two clubs. Yeah. Two clubs in Liverpool, um, as well. So there's like a bit of rivalry there too. Oh, yeah. See? Not really a football girl, so. Well, but you don't have to be like two rival clubs in this. You no, are exactly. on the same team. Yes. 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 Exactly. Yes, indeed. Ah, well, hopefully that gets you jazzed up for some constructive, difficult conversations, should they arise, mm-hmm. specifically yeah. around the time of departure to the airport. I think that's... Yeah. Oh, we, we've already had a pre, pre-departure pre conversation. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So sometimes that's another good idea is if you know that you're going to face some difficulty with a certain situation and a certain somebody who does not turn up on time, Mm -hmm. you explain, this is not good for me. Yep. This is not a good start to the holiday. Yes. Or what would be a great start to the holiday is X, Y, and Z, which is preempting a train wreck and not letting a train wreck happen. If you're like, yeah, if I let this go, this would be a train wreck. Yeah. Don't let it get to a train wreck. Yes. All right. Well, I wish you happy journey. All right. Thank happy, you. I uh, finally feel like I'm going somewhere. Yeah, you've <laughs> no got it. Traveling. I'm on it. Girl. I'm off. Totally. I'm off the rock. Totes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, well, I shall be back in time to do our recording next week. Beautiful. Yeah. So With some in the updates. meantime, have a wonderful, wonderful week. Ooh, thank you. You too. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Till next time. Till next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.